Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the July 9th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 1480 through 1484 of the Catechism. 11. The Celebration of the Sacrament of Penance. 1480. Like all the sacraments, penance is a liturgical action. The elements of the celebration are ordinarily these, a greeting and blessing from the priest, reading of the word of God to illuminate the conscience and elicit contrition, and an exhortation to repentance, the confession which which acknowledges sins and makes them known to the priest, the imposition and acceptance of a penance, the priest's absolution, a prayer of thanksgiving and praise, and dismissal with the blessing of the priest. 1481. The Byzantine liturgy recognises several formula of absolution in the form of invocation, which admirably expresses the mystery of divine of forgiveness. May the same God who through the prophet Nathan forgave David when he confessed his sins, who forgave Peter when he wept bitterly, the prostitute when she washed his feet with her tears, the publican and the prodigal son, through me a sinner, forgive you both in this life and in the next, and enable you to appear before his awe-inspiring tribunal without condemnation, he who is blessed for ever and ever. Amen. 1482. The sacrament of penance can take place in a framework of a communal celebration in which we prepare ourselves together for confession and give thanks together for the forgiveness received. Here the personal confession of sins and individual absolution are inserted into a liturgy of the word of God, with readings and a homily, an examination of conscience conducted in common, a communal request for forgiveness, the Our Father, and a thanksgiving in common. This communal celebration expresses more clearly the ecclesial character of penance. However, regardless of its manner of celebration, the sacrament of penance is always by its very nature a liturgical action, and therefore an ecclesial and public action. 1483. In case of grave grave necessity, recourse may be had to a communal celebration of reconciliation with general confession and general absolution. Grave necessity of this sort can arise when there is an imminent danger of death without sufficient time for the priest or priests to hear each penitent's confession. Grave necessity can can also exist when, given the number of penitents, there are not enough confessors to hear individual confessions properly in a reasonable time, so that the penitents, through no fault of their own, would be deprived of sacramental grace or Holy Communion for a long time. In this case, for the absolution to be valid, the faithful must have the intention of individually confessing their grave sins in the time required. The Diocesan Bishop is the judge of whether or not the conditions required for general absolution exist, a large gathering of the faithful on the occasion of major feasts or pilgrimages does not consist, constitute a, a case of grave necessity. 1484. Individual, integral confession and absolution remain the only ordinary way for the faithful to reconcile themselves with God and the Church unless physical and moral impossibility excuses from this kind of confession. There are profound reasons for this. Christ is at work in each of the sacraments. He personally addresses every sinner 
My son, your sins are forgiven. He is the physician tending each one of the sick who need him to cure them. He raises them up and reintegrates them into the fraternal communion. Personal confession is thus the form most expressive of reconciliation with God and with the Church. Okay, very well. So finishing up this section today and uh, looking at the um, the celebration. And um, I suppose the first thing to say is that for many Catholics, um, the celebration of the Sacrament of Penance isn't seen as a celebration. This is one of the, the difficulties with the individual confession, that there are three forms of confession. There's one form, which is... I suppose the one that many people would be familiar with, going to meet a priest maybe in a confession box or to meet him privately, and this way to confess your sins to him. But the difficulty with this is that it loses the liturgical aspect. It's very simple then to think of it as something between me and God and to lose this um, ecclesial aspect of confession that we've spoken about over the last few days. Um and then, so the second way of, of going to uh, of receiving the sacrament is in a celebration where many people are together, where you have a liturgy of the word together, where you can have singing, and then to have individual confession, um, which I think is probably the, the 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 richest way to receive the sacrament. Again, obviously, the most important thing is that the individual uh, converts, that somebody approaches the sacrament properly with the proper dispositions. In a sense, the liturgy can help in this, but the liturgy is not more important than the individual dispositions. The individual state or desire of the uh, of the penitent is more important. But anyway, and this form, um, which I think unfortunately isn't that well um, celebrated. Sometimes I've seen that they uh, that they they celebrate this, and everybody's everything is a hurry. Everything is too quick, and people don't have time to confess. The idea of the second form is that people can confess their sins and spend a few moments with the priest receiving a, a word of consolation from him. Uh, it's not something that has to be quick, 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 let's get out of here. So um, this, and then there's a third form, which is general absolution, which is, um, I suppose it's the plane is going down and you've got a priest on board and he can give general absolution. The, the, the Titanic has hit the iceberg and you have hundreds of people that want to receive confession, only one priest, and then he can give this uh, general absolution. Or in, uh, I don't know, in a place in the middle of the Amazon jungle where the priest can only come once a year, and when he comes, he's only there for a day, and he doesn't have time to uh, hear everybody's individual confession. That you can organize something like um, the third form of the sacrament, which, again, is probably the, 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 the weakest form of it or the least expressive, uh, although, again, it, it is a way to, I mean, I think this one was uh, started especially for soldiers on the eve of a battle, that if they're going out to war, and especially in World War I, the trenches, the American Civil War actually was another one that uh, that uh, kind of was the background for this, um, this uh, form of the sacrament, whereby a chaplain will have 8,000 soldiers in front of him, they're going into battle the following morning. He knows that of the 8,000, 3,000 are going to be killed. They're going to die. And physically, in the, the, the five hours now that they have to rest before they go into battle, 
there is no way he can do he can do it. And so rather than leaving them without the sacrament, the church says we give this uh, sacrament in this in this way without individual uh, confession, without people actually saying their sins to the priest, but the priest can absolve them together on the understanding that as soon as they're able to go to confession the normal way that they will. So this is um, this is the uh, the uh, other way that this uh, sacrament is given, but all of this just to say that it has a liturgical form. The sacrament, it should be given in a liturgy, a liturgy of the church, with the word of God, with um, with prayer, not just a mechanical um, uh, listing listing of sins and a magic sort of an absolution, but that it is truly a liturgy of the church. And so as we finish, there is the in brief section. In brief, 1485. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, Jesus showed himself to the apostles. He breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. 1486. The forgiveness of sins committed after baptism is conferred by a particular sacrament called the sacrament of conversion, confession, penance or reconciliation. 1487, the sinner's wounds God's honour and love. His own human dignity as a man is called to be a son of God and the spiritual well-being of the church, of which each Christian ought to be a living stone. 1488, to the eyes of faith no evil is greater than sin and nothing has worse consequences for sinners themselves, for the church and for the whole world. 1489, to return to communion with God after having lost it through sin is a process born of the grace of God, who is rich in mercy and solicitous for the salvation of men. One must ask for the precious gift of, for oneself and for others. 1490. The movement of return to God, called conversion and repentance, entails sorrow for and abhorrence of sins committed and the firm purpose of sinning no more in the future. Conversion touches the past and the future, and is nourished by hope in God's mercy. 1491. The sacrament of penance is a whole, constituting of three actions of the penitent, and the priest's absolution. The penitent's acts are repentance, confession, or disclosure of sins to the priest, and the intention to make reparation and do works of reparation. 1492. Repentance, also called contrition, must be inspired by motives that arise from faith. If repentance arises from the love of charity for God, it is called perfect contrition. If it is founded on other motives, it is called imperfect. 1493. One who desires to obtain reconciliation with God and with the Church must confess to a priest all the unconfessed grave sins he remembers after having carefully examined his conscience. The confession of venial salts, sins, without being necessary in itself, is nevertheless strongly recommended by the Church. 1494. The confessor proposes the performance of certain acts of satisfaction or penance to be performed by the penitent in order to repair the harm caused by sin and to re-establish habits befitting a disciple of Christ. 1495. Only priests who have received from the Church the faculty of absolving from sins can forgive sins in the name of Christ. 1496. The spiritual effects of the sacrament of penance are reconciliation with God, by which the penitent recovers grace, reconciliation with the church, remission of the eternal punishment incurred by mortal sins, 
remission at least in part of temporal punishment resulting from sin, peace and serenity of conscience and spiritual consolation, an increase of spiritual strength, further Christian battle. 1497. Individual and integral confession of grave sin followed by absolution remains the only ordinary means of reconciliation with God and with his church. 1498. Through indulgences, the faithful can obtain the remission of temporal punishment resulting from sin for themselves and also for the souls in purgatory. Very well, this is the end of the section on penance. Tomorrow we'll be continuing with Article 5, the anointing of the sick. And so we'll be looking at 1499 through 1513. God bless.